back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics pop culture and sports and get ready for a little bit of pop culture as we are going to be talking about the wwe wrestlemania which is apparently still going to take place this weekend probably actually has already taken place uh by the time i am recording this i'm your host as always matt pierce and i am flying l solo today because unfortunately i mean it's this is a a new world that we're living in uh uh, we're, we're, we're in social isolation and, and, and quarantining and whatnot. And unfortunately I could not, um, get anybody else to join me. I know, I know, uh, a good friend, Mac usually joins me for these, but, uh, he, he, he couldn't make it this time, but that's, that's all right. We won't hold that against him and we'll, we'll hopefully talk to him next time. There is a, uh, a, uh, wrestling, uh, thing to talk about now hopefully by by the time that it a uh, few months have passed and it is time to talk about a new wrestling pay-per-view hopefully we will actually be able to have a crowd for that particular one uh, hopefully all of this quarantine stuff will be behind us i'm i'm, I'm optimistic that uh, by the time that passes uh we'll, we'll be at that point in our lives but uh much like the social isolation i will be isolated myself on this podcast um as of me recording this, I believe that they have filmed, recorded WrestleMania already. Um, and they are going to release it over two nights, which is this upcoming Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we're, a few of us are going to watch and find out what happens. And uh, we're, we're going to do, uh, or at least you guys along with me, I'm, I'm going to do, it's weird to say just me. I'm I'm gonna do what we usually do when we do these wrestling podcasts, which is I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down from from a joke wrestling standpoint, but also I'm gonna look at it from uh from from a gambling standpoint because we love to gamble on this podcast, and a lot of what we do is 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 to provide uh, hilarious gambling advice and and thanks to the good people at OddsShark.com who have provided. Uh, some some lines, ton more lines than they normally do for for these wrestling podcasts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make a bet um, from the good people at Bodog, Bet Online, and Odd Shark. I'm gonna try to make a bet on every single thing that they have, just for funsies. I think uh, they they've got a lot of things. They've added a bunch of things like who's gonna attempt to pin their opponent first and stuff like that. That's that's a lot of fun. I don't know if they're just switching it up or they're just trying to add it to. They've got some some things like how many times Alistair Black will successfully hit his finishing move. I mean, this is this is great stuff. I'm gonna and and I am gonna attempt to make a bet on every single thing that Odd Shark has to offer. If I miss one, I apologize, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track and then we're gonna we're gonna see how see how I do. So here we go. Without without further ado, because we gotta get into this because there are 16 matches that are supposed to take place. Some I'm, I'm, I'm obviously more interested in others. But uh, here we go. First match, and we're, we're going to go in, in ascending order, uh, according to Wikipedia, the WrestleMania 36 Wikipedia page. So the WrestleMania 36, it's just going to be weird. This was supposed to take place in Tampa Bay in the uh, the stadium that the Bucks play in. Um, so I assume that they were going to make great use of the pirate ship that is there for the Bucks games that they fire up every time the Bucks put up points. Um, it was going to be weird that uh, the WWE was going to get to that stadium before Tom Brady, but uh, that uh, will no longer be the case. I guess Tom Brady's going to get to that stadium first, hopefully. Uh, I mean, if we're not ready by September, then, <laughs> then I'm going to really be depressed by that, you guys. But uh, let's let's not think about that stuff. Let's let's uh, Hopefully I can, I can provide a bit of uh, entertainment and a bit of uh, escapism as we, we talk about silly wrestling stuff and I guess this is going to be the last thing that they do because I thought I read today I didn't I, I only uh, uh, if I could be honest with everybody that's listening I, I only read the headline I didn't read it in pat I didn't read the whole thing because I didn't have time but I read a couple of headlines that the once WrestleMania is over they had planned to keep the show going but I guess they're not going to do that they're going to to cancel everything for April 
give all their guys and ladies time off, which I think is a great idea. We, I, I, as a, as a proponent of, of a guy who's thinking that wrestlers need to get time off and, and, and need to, to be able to heal their bones. I mean, if you've been watching the dark side of the ring, uh, stuff, which has been airing on, on vice down in the States and on crave TV up here in Canada, you know, that these, these guys and, and women, they need time off. They need to come up with some sort of thing for, for a, a, uh, off season in in wrestling so this 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 may actually be like a little bit of a blessing in disguise for for the people of the wwe and the wrestlers who who are, are going to get a little bit of time off with the if if it is indeed true that these april matches are are canceled get get them some some time off get get healthy see their families and stuff it'll, it'll be great but uh you know they've already filmed it so hopefully they're already on their little mini vacations but here we go we're we're, we're going to talk about in, like I said, in ascending order according to Wikipedia. So the first thing up is there are 16 matches scheduled for this upcoming weekend. First up is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler is going to be bringing Mandy Rose to the ring with him. Um, in terms of height for this matchup, I'm at about a, I'm at about a six, maybe a seven on a, on a good day. Um, the Otis, uh, Mandy Rose stuff has been funny, but uh, overall it's, it's not really that piquing my interest that hard the stuff with self self ziggler stealing her away and stuff's been mildly entertaining but uh not a tremendous amount of stuff going on there from from matt pierce's perspective um should be a decent match um i don't think that they'll give it a lot of time but either way especially with this long card and i have no idea if i had to guess i would say this is a uh it's probably a saturday night matchup i would imagine couple of the things that they have on Bodog. Um, they have two bets from I can see for this matchup for Bodog. Uh, one is who will attempt to pin their opponent first. Otis is at a plus 125 and Dolph Ziggler is at a minus 125. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Ziggler goes for the first pin. Because that, that's such a heel move to do one move and then, and then try to go for a pin. And, the, and Bodog... Is going with me there. Uh, Dolph Ziggler minus one twenty, or sorry, minus one sixty-five to attempt the first pin. Otis plus one twenty-five. I'm gonna go with Dolph Ziggler there uh, to win the match. We got Otis at minus one seventy and Dolph Ziggler at plus one thirty. I I feel let's go with Otis there first off for the bet. Uh, so Otis wins at minus one seventy-five. So I'm taking the favorite so far in this in this early. Uh, WrestleMania card. Um, I'm gonna suggest that uh, this will be a nice one to kind of warm up the crowd. I think this, if if this was WrestleMania, tried to do the one day show, this probably would have would have been a pre card matchup. And I, I gotta say, I'm I'm actually glad that they've decided to split this into two days. One because it'll give us all something to watch. Uh, all of us wrestling fans, something to watch on on both Saturday and Sunday. That'll be new and original content uh, from a live. Sporting event, kind of uh, sports entertainment, if you will, but a bit sporting in the sports adjacent, nonetheless. Um, it'll give us something to watch, and I just this feels like it'd be a nice like Otis wins this just to kind of warm up the crowd, and whether or not he walks off with Mandy Rose at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the match, or if Mandy Rose gets involved at all, I have no idea. Um, from a storyline perspective, I, I just think it'll be a lot. Of, more fun to, to really warm up the crowd if uh if if otis gets this win uh next up we have got the kabuki warriors asuka and kari zane asuka is, who's just been putting in tremendous work <laughs> during these these weekly shows with no audience with the dancing and the speaking japanese on commentary and just she's always been killer in the ring she's never not been killer in the ring it's just just she's been doing great stuff her and Kairi zane uh will defend the women's tag team champions against alexa bliss and nikki cross who uh nikki cross on twitter has been referring to them as bliss cross applesauce which i enjoy that very much uh let me see if i can find their odds bear with me for a second as i attempt to fill dead air uh if i can find any of their odds on the bodog.com uh this is great stuff i know you guys are loving this i am not seeing any odds for this match on bodog so if i find them later maybe i'll roll back to it but uh it doesn't seem like they have any particular odds on this one that's fine um 
for this match, I don't see any reason personally to take the belts off of Asuka and Kari Zane. Um, Bliss and Cross are great. I feel like if they lose this match, this is might be a good time to turn Bliss heel and have her blame Nikki Cross for their loss. You keep the belts on Asuka and Kari Zane, who who continue to be the the dominant uh, foreign menace <laughs> tag team, even though that's all like dated crap. But I mean, they're so awesome. I they they should remain the heel tag teams. I think. Um, I don't see any reason to give Bliss and Cross a win here. There's other. Um, face matches there's other face spots to take the uh to take the belt away but uh i just think i i i don't think this is about it. i think i think kabuki warrior should retain and then perhaps bliss and and turns on nikki cross at the end of the match blames her for the loss and then those two go into a program um hating each other because i think that bliss and nikki cross could do tremendous one-on-one matches with each other it just it, that would be a uh, a feud i'd be uh, very intrigued to see uh going forward so hopefully that's something but uh yeah so my official pick for that one is the kabuki warriors to retain the women's tag team titles next up we got Sami Zayn, who will be accompanied by cesaro and shinsuke nakamura defending the intercontinental championship against daniel bryan who will be with drew gulak now I know I saw. Here we go. There he goes. Um, only the odds are Sami Zayn minus 200 versus Daniel Bryan plus 150. Who's going to win the match? I believe. I, I mean, I love both these guys. This this has potential to be. This is this is a. I'm not sure if we've. Got to, have we got this matchup before in a WWE card? I know we've got a few indie versions. Like I know the American Dragon fought El Generico a few times. At least I'm pretty sure it happened. Perhaps I made that up in my head. Um, from a work rate standpoint, this should just be an incredible matchup. I think if I, I think if the crowd was there, this would be like to me. This match is is one of the few where. The lack of crowd is going to change what they want to do for this match. Because I think Daniel Bryan winning would have been a great pop. Crowd would have been doing the yes chance. It would have been a a good time to bring back the yes movement. But because there's no crowd there and they're not really going to get any of that, I don't see any reason for them to take the belt off of Sami Zayn. So... From a wrestling fan standpoint, I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn because I think I think keeping the Intercontinental Belt on him, they need the belt with him, Cesaro and, and Nakamura to build that heel stable. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak can can keep coming after him even if they lose. Like that's that's no big deal if they if they still want to continue that. Maybe Gulak steps in and is like, hey, you beat my friend Daniel because Daniel Bryan's over forever. He doesn't necessarily need he certainly doesn't need the Intercontinental Championship belt to continue moving forward in his WWE career. But that might be something that maybe maybe he helps Gulak win it down the line after a loss and then that's that's a way we push Drew Gulak going forward on the main roster. That'd be a lot of fun. So from a wrestling fan perspective, I'm going to say that Sami Zayn retains. Now, from a gambler perspective, I'm going to I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan to win because Daniel Bryan is getting plus 150 and the fact that WWE just loves this shit out of Daniel Bryan and might just want to give him a W and the Intercontinental title uh to make him like a grand slam type of candidate, you know. I, I I would go with that. So Daniel Bryan plus one fifty to to win his match. So that's where we're going. Next up, blast from the past. The two the, the greatest matchup that two thousand five has to offer. Uh, actually, it's more like the the two thousand yeah two thousand six two thousand seven range. Yeah, so that that old five oh seven range. Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. I personally cannot believe that this match is happening um edge obviously being a toronto boy uh watched him doing those tlc matches when i was in high school with my good buddies uh loved him loved christian loved the feud with the hardy boys and the dudley boys that was that was when 
honestly, it's been a long time since tag team wrestling was that good in the WWE. Watched them come back at the uh, Royal Rumble. Thank God there was a crowd for that. When when that happened, would have been would have been a shame to see him come back and have no pop. So I'm glad we've at least got that for for the Bucks. Uh, to have him in this last man standing match with Randy Orton is insane. When we all thought his career was over, um, nine years in the making leading up to this. I'm glad he's back. It it really really stinks that this match will not have an audience because I. Th- think there was a potential for the pop of the entire weekend to be edge getting this w which i don't see any way Edge does not win this game and that is easily reflected in the in the odds that bodog has given uh edge is a minus 500 favorite and i'll keep track of whether or not we see bigger odds uh, randy orton's plus 300 but i'm picking edge to win this matchup i'm picking edge as a wrestling fan and as a gambler uh to win so i'm going to take that minus 500 because i don't think there's any way in hell that edge has been back for about a month and a half and this is kind of his first technical one-on-one match back um since the royal rumble i don't see so this is kind of his re-debut i don't see how there's any way edge drops a match to orton in his in his re-debut the the time for edge to be dropping matchups won't be against randy orton it'll be against uh Guys who are going to need the rub and the push. So, uh, Edge is one of the safer bets you'll ever see on 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 a wrestling card as far as gambling. So, um, yeah, Edge to win that matchup. Uh, next up, two of my favorite guys, and I know they're a little bit <laughs> maligned by uh, by some of these. Um, Elias is going up against King Corbin and uh the work that these guys have been doing with the vin- with the with the with the backstage work and the pre-tape stuff has been really tremendous they've been taking advantage of it very like they they've been taking advantage of it so well with the pre-tape stuff and allowing them to use different camera angles and cuts and stuff like that to to further this feud it's been great um they should do more stuff like that it's it, it with the I mean, you might as well. You got to try new and exciting things when you're when you're performing wrestling in front of nobody. Basically, right now for a national audience, it's crazy. Um, two bets can be made on Elias versus King Corbin. The first one is King. The who will attempt to pin their opponent first? Corbin minus two thirty, and Elias plus one sixty. And I am going to continue my streak of heels attempting the first pin. And slay the money on Corbin at minus two thirty. Now, as for who's going to win the match, they've got Corbin. It's it's a coin flip basically for these guys. Corbin is minus one twenty, and Elias is also minus one twenty. I'm going to say Corbin wins, and I'm going to take the minus one twenty. And here is why: I think they're going to go with Corbin over Elias. They don't have too many guys right now that are pure heels that when they walk out the crowd just seethingly hates them and it would be tough for that person to ever go face like they would have to like they would have to tell an extraordinary story for baron corbin king corbin if you will to go face because the crowd just hates them they just think he's trash and and now we have enough history during this era of wrestling to say that if you keep at it long enough and you do good work, the crowd will eventually just be like, fuck it. We like this guy. And that may or may not have happened for Corbin. I, I just think this is, this is a chance for a, an easy heel win for Corbin in a singles match. I don't think they'll give these two very much time. Uh, I think Elias will look decent, but ultimately Corbin just goes over cause they're, they got to get some, some heel wins on this card. I think so. There's a, uh, there's a good good chance for that. So uh, I'm going to go with Corbin. Next up, we have a match. This is probably the match I am least interested <laughs> on the entire card, as much as I love Aleister Black. Um, Aleister Black is going up against Bobby Lashley, and <laughs> Wikipedia has Lana coming to the ring with Bobby Lashley. So apparently they're still doing that trash plot that they came up with that was 
uh, just dreadful, man. Mostly because Bobby Lashley, man, that guy is a he's a hoss, but he is a full on charisma suck. That guy has he he sucks the charisma right out of the room and into a black hole of nothingness because that man just is atrocious on the mic and and does not project personality <laughs> whatsoever. God, is he jacked, so he gets to stick around in the WWE. Um, They have a few bets here that you can place. Aleister Black actually exceeds the edge uh, odds just to win the matchup with a minus 550. Bobby Lashley is plus plus 325. Aleister Black is minus 550, which is insane. They also have two other bets. Again, they do the who will attempt to pin their opponent first. Aleister Black is plus 145. Bobby Lashley is minus 190. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna say Aleister Black, this is a good chance to jump on some odds. I'm gonna say Aleister Black is the first person to pin their opponent at plus 145. I think you're getting great odds there, and I'll and I will explain why in a minute. Uh, the number of times Aleister Black successfully hits his finishing move, the black mask spin kick to the face. They have an over-under on this. They have an over-under at one and a half, meaning is he going to do twice hit Bobby Lashley with this? This is suspicious to me. And the over is one and a half, and it's plus 110. I'm going to take the over on one and a half black masses at plus 110. Because this to me smells that Bodog knows something. And that this is going to be... A, that 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 this is is just going to be some sort of of Alistair Black just kind of kicking the hell out of Bobby Lashley once or twice, but maybe they still want to keep Bobby Lashley looking strong, so maybe he has to take the finishing move twice. Um, this is a card. The reason I have Alistair Black and I like the who attempts to pin their opponent first being the guy who's kind of the the face in this matchup, although face is a loose term for this one, obviously. Um. I'm going to say that this is a squash match. I think I think Black they did it with Bobby did they do it but I'm pretty sure they did it with Bobby Lashley last year where he faced Finn Balor and I don't remember if Balor came out as the demon or not. I feel like he did. And then he just squashed Bobby Lashley in in less than a minute or two. Uh I would say that they're going to do something similar to Aleister Black and just have Aleister Black just go out there and just beat the crap out of Bobby Lashley. They're going to let him get all of his rolling moves and let him do that thing where he fakes like he's going to go out of the ring and then roll down and sit in, and Bobby Lashley's going to jump back in, and he's going to kick the hell, hit him with the black mass mass a bunch of times and just pin him. So that's why I like the who will attempt to pin their opponent first, Aleister Black, because I think there's only going to be one pinfall attempt in this, and it's going to be Aleister Black after a black mask squash. He's going to go down once, pin Bobby Lashley, and and that'll be it. One, two, three. So Aleister Black, I think I like him to pin his opponent first at plus 145, so we're going to do that. Um, Next up, we have the tag team match, the Raw tag team match so we're getting into tag team territory we got the street profits angelo dawkins and montez ford who god i'm hoping his back is all right after that uh a lot of people were calling that a botch certainly looked like a botch um yeah (laughs) that looked really really bad i hope he's all right i hope he didn't mess his back up too bad i really hope because that's one of those ones what happened to him that's one of those ones where you're like wow is that gonna affect that man for the rest of his life like is he gonna be having back problems you know, is is just is he going to be having back problems for the the just the rest of his time? I I just I God I hope not. Um, I'm not seeing any odds on this one. I got SmackDown Tag Team Championship odds. I am not seeing Raw Tag Team Championship odds on this matchup. Um, their opponents, who I haven't even said, are going to be Austin Theory, who got a little run in there after. We learned that, uh, who got a little uh, a run the other night when we learned that uh, Andrade uh, was injured and needs some time off. He's going to team up with Angel Garna and Zelina Ve- Angel Garza, sorry, and Zelina Vega is going to be at ringside. Um, the Street Profits retain. 
um, Theory and Garza are a somewhat thrown together tag team, so I, I don't see them taking the belts off of them and giving them to the uh, off the Street Profits and giving them to Austin Theory. Keep them on the Street Profits. Keep them moving forward. And uh, that's all I have to say about that one. And the Street Profits are just so much goddamn fun, which is why I really hope that Montez Ford didn't hurt himself on Monday. Um, next up, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Miz and Johnny Morrison are defending the belts against the New Day, consisting of Big E and Kofi Kingston, because uh, Xavier Woods is hurt right now. Uh, and they're going to face the Usos. And I'm, we have, I definitely saw the odds on this one. In fact, I mentioned it earlier. So I just have to stall while I find them. And here it is. The SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Miz and Morrison to retain, are plus 100. The Usos are plus 125. And the New Day are plus 300. I'm going to take the Usos to win this matchup. At plus twenty plus one twenty five, um, I think this is a good spot. Um, it looks like they want to uh, have a little Usos, Miz, and John Morrison thing, and the best way to do that going forward, I think, is to have the Usos just take the belts off of the Miz and Johnny Morrison. So, uh, and this is I failed to mention that this is a ladder match as well. Um, hopefully, they don't get too insane with this because again there will be no audience so there will be nobody there to react to anybody's crazy nonsense so yeah so keep this one close to the vest have some fun do a one spot i think just so you know you don't go out there and do the most boring ladder match of all time but i for the love of God, and again, I'm, I'm saying this knowing that they've probably taped this already, but hopefully uh, when they did tape it, they didn't go out there and just do a bunch of high-flying crap where a bunch of guys got hurt or potentially got hurt because, I mean, what's the point of hurting yourself if there isn't a, a crowd there to react to it, I guess, in, in this case? That just that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they didn't do that. Um, next up, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. This is a beauty god another like indie matchup dream i'm not sure if they've done this one-on-one i god i lose track of everything so hard it's, it's getting tough to remember everything uh seth rollins versus kevin owens singles match they got a couple here who will attempt to pin their phone at first kevin owens plus 140 rollins minus 180 i'm gonna say rollins first pin there i'm gonna go back to the i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the heels are going to be the ones trying to do all these first pins and whatnot. Since they got a fun one for this one. Here's a good one. First of the listed moves to be performed in the match. The cannonball by Kevin Owens, minus 170. And the turnbuckle power, the turnbuckle powerbomb by Seth Rollins. Um, I think the cannonball is favored here because Owens can bust that out at any moment. Like that, that's just something that he does. And he tends to do it early in his matches and, and whatnot. Whereas the turnbuckle power bomb is kind of something that, uh, Rollins does towards the, when you're in the back, like when you're in kind of like the, you know, if you break down a wrestling match into this, the same way you would structure a movie where you do like first act, second act, third act or a play or whatever you, I mean, obviously it was originally <laughs> written for a play. Um, but either way, if you break it down in the three-act structure of a wrestling match, uh, Kevin Owens tends to do the cannonball in the first act, whereas Seth Rollins tends to bu- bust out the turnbuckle powerbomb in the second or third act. That said, I'm going to say I like the I, – I'm getting a little – I got too many favorites on here. I got to mix it up a little bit here. So I'm going to say the turnbuckle powerbomb happens first. At plus 130. So let's do that. We're going to say the turnbuckle powerbomb at plus 130 is what occurs first. Now, who's going to win the match? Seth Rollins is plus 160. Kevin Owens is minus 230. I feel like we're getting some odds with Seth Rollins here. Um, I don't got a lot of heel wins on this card. I think this is a good spot. They've got this Monday Night Rollins with the Monday Night Messiah gimmick going. I just think that it would behoove them to keep Rollins going and get a heel, like a big time heel W going forward. And then that would continue. The, they could continue this feud afterwards if if Owens is out there 
and you know he's out there with all of his cronies and whatnot and they get into a fight and owens has a couple of guys come out with him and and they can just keep that going forward but it it kind of ends if owens and this sucks because kevin owens um hasn't had a bit a, i would say hasn't had a rub in a while since since the old days of him and chris jericho doing the uh doing the the list and whatnot which has been a while since that jericho's you know a whole other rival wrestling company for god's sake since that happened um but it sucks i just think that this is going to be seth rollins winning and i think we're getting a little bit of odds here because i think they're going to keep rollins going keep having him as the chicken shit heel who gets uh wins uh through cheating um this just reeks of a classic heel cheating uh match to me um so i'm gonna go with rollins and we're getting odds with the plus 160 so i'm just i'm recommending i'm recommending owens uh, or sorry, with Rollins, not Owens, getting the plus 160. So Seth Rollins, I am recommending um, to bet on, and I think he's going to win this match. I do. Um, next up, the Undertaker is going to take on AJ Styles, and they got a few ones for this one. Uh, they are going to be participating in what they are calling a boneyard match. Now we don't know exactly what that is. Presumably, they're going to fight in a graveyard. Are going to do it. The beauty of this, the reason they they, they pushed for this, is because I think it allows them to, they're, they're like to, before they were planning on pre-taping this, which I you know like I I think up until about a week or two ago, they were still planning on doing everything live, and then they just came to their senses and said, no, if we're going to do this, we got to pre-tape it. I think when they were still in throes of, of having this live, having, having WrestleMania be live, um, the plan for this undertaker styles match in the wake of, of social distancing era and whatnot, they were planning on pre-taping this, which makes sense because it allows them to do some silly, you know, cockamamie buried alive match or casket match or boneyard match or whatever the heck. Yeah. Whatever the heck this boneyard match is going to be. And it would allow the aged undertaker to, you know, they could kind of pre-tape all the moves and whatnot and, and do it so that it would be easier for them to make the undertaker look badass. Uh, the undertaker is in his fifties. Now the undertaker has been doing this for 30 plus years. The undertaker is old. The undertaker is slow. The undertaker is, just not what he was it's just the reality of the situation and putting him in the ring with aj styles even though aj styles is over 40 it would just make the undertaker look bad so having having this uh this pre-tape boneyard match is, is really going to help this out um that said let's talk about some of the fun betting stuff you can bet on in this one it says the number of time the undertaker successfully hits the styles clash uh so Bodog, the good people of Odd Shark are thinking that at one point the Undertaker is is going to steal, um, the finishing move of his opponent in this one. I don't see this this happening, because why would the Undertaker do that for the most part? Um, the odds on this one are zero minus uh two fifty or one or more. So basically, if he does it, plus one seventy. I'm going to say Undertaker. Uh, I'm gonna say no Undertaker Styles Clash because I, I just don't see that's kind of a dangerous move. I mean, it's an easy bump, but if you don't know what you're doing, like you can really hurt yourself on that one because it's it's um, the way you take the bump is you don't tuck your chin, which is you do the opposite, which is you you, you fling your neck back, which is basically in in controversy to every wrestling like bump you've ever taken in your entire life so that has to be in the back of your head um not that aj styles couldn't do it but i just it just it's just not fitting in the undertaker's motif to steal uh another guy's move even in like a pre-tape segment um another one is the number of times aj styles successfully hits the style clash we got zero plus 125 one is minus 125 and two or more is plus 225 so here's here's what i'm thinking if you think aj styles loses this match maybe you go with zero and i kind of like aj styles hitting the style clash zero at plus 125 that's going to be the thing i place the bet on first and foremost um I'm, so i'm going to say no aj styles clash at 
minus one or no, sorry, at plus one twenty five. So I'm gonna say he doesn't get this move in on the Undertaker. If you think it won, then at the minus one twenty five, um, the odds that the Undertaker is getting on winning the matchup is minus four hundred. AJ Styles winning is plus two fifty. So they're predicting a, a nice little Undertaker comeback uh, win. Uh, a little WrestleMania win, and and I'm gonna go with that too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Undertaker wins at minus four hundred. Uh, is the way to go. Um, because Styles doesn't need to beat the Undertaker. I mean, if they if they decide to go with Styles winning, uh, I I would be all for it. But uh, he doesn't need to. He's he's over forever. He could lose to the Undertaker and then be right back in the the title picture the next day. Um wouldn't matter because the undertaker's over forever aj styles is over for forever um but i think if you're in terms of the betting if you think an aj styles hits the style class once my thing would be then you think he hits it and the undertaker gets the old kick out if he hits it two or more if you think he's going to hit it two or more times then i say you 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 take that two or more and this is my official like parlay of the day for this podcast is if you think AJ Styles hits the style clash two or more times in this matchup take that plus 225 and attach it to the plus 250 of AJ Styles winning because if he hits it more than once he's probably going to win this matchup I just don't think that they want AJ Styles getting a Wrestlemania Undertaker victory because that is uh, hollowed ground that has been reserved for Brock Lesnar breaking the streak and then Roman Reigns their next guy uh, up right which um, they've failed to pull the trigger on a couple times and, and you know, one time got, you know, bi- uh, and got biffed on it basically because of the the damn leukemia that uh, Roman Reigns came down with. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit may, may, uh, a little bit later when we talk about that match that he was supposed to participate in but is no longer uh, participating in. So yeah, I'm going to say that the the Undertaker wins this matchup at minus 2 4 at minus 400. Uh, Undertaker will not perform the Styles Clash at minus 250 and AJ Styles will uh, not hit the Styles Clash at plus 125. Um, I've seen a lot of people thinking for this matchup that the Undertaker, I guess he cut a promo where he was dressed like the American badass Undertaker, which is just the the worst version of the Undertaker we have to offer. I, I, I just wanted to speak on this because there's there's been a lot of love I've seen for that on the, on the internet, which is, you know, they're, they're talking about Undertaker's going to come out there as like all three of versions of the Undertaker, basically like the Gravedigger Undertaker and then the cult leader undertaker and then the american badass undertaker or as i used to call him white trash undertaker because that was garbage god when he came to the ring with the star spangled banner headband and the chopper and the jean jacket and coming out there to kid rock god that was that was awful you guys that was that was so awful and uh the only good part out of it is it, it led to one of the greatest wrestlemania entrances of all time when he fought kane and he returned and they played the the gong and the Undertaker music, and he came out with the hat and the jacket on, and it was just like, thank God that we can put the nightmare that was the white trash American badass Undertaker behind us for forever or so I've been led to believe. <laughs> Some people think that uh, he's coming back as the American badass Undertaker for this tape segment with AJ Styles. Please, God, no. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go down like that. All right, six left. I'm going to try to get through them real quick here because we're, you know, we're, we're almost at 40 minutes. Uh, next up, the ladies. It's been a while since we talked about the ladies. So, ooh, ladies first, ladies first. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. It, fatal five-way. This was originally supposed to be a fatal six-way, I guess. But uh, Dana Brooks had to back out. There's always a chance that WWE will swerve us and add somebody, maybe one of the ladies, maybe Ember Moon comes back and, and is in the sixth spot. Maybe Nia Jax comes back and is in the sixth spot, or maybe they just go with the, uh, maybe they just go with the five way. Um, but Bailey is defending against Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. It would seem that the, um, story that they, I don't understand why they felt they, they, they made, they felt the need to make this a, uh, a five way matchup. Um, because this is just all bit. I mean, I I get it because they haven't really built to, and and I the fact that all these women are going to collect checks for this matchup, you know, fucking chef's kiss to that, that they're all going to uh get get paid, 
Um, but this is, the, the, I would say, the main goal of this particular matchup is to set up Banks versus Bailey going forward. Um, and I guess you can do that in a, in this five way match where they're supposed to be against each other. So I get, you, I it might be one of those things where if you're booking it, maybe you book it where Banks and Bailey come out as friends for most of the matchup, and then they're teaming up to eliminate, you know, Naomi and Tamina, and 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 then it gets down to the two of them and Lacey Evans. That that that'll be my prediction for who's left is Lacey Evans, Bailey, and Banks, because the WWE still seems to love uh, Lacey Evans. Vince loves his tall blondes, man. What am I? What are you gonna say? Um, so that would leave Bailey and Banks, and uh, I, I would imagine they're gonna be beating the crap out of Lacey Evans, and then Evans is gonna do something, and then Bailey's accidentally gonna hit uh, Sasha Banks, and then those two are gonna turn, and it'll eventually end with. Uh, them probably eliminating Lacey Evans and then the two of them going at it. And I'm just trying to decide if the smartest way to do it from a gambling perspective is to have it go down like that. That's how, how you know, that's my fantasy booking for this matchup. But if it were to go down like that, is the best way going forward to have Banks win the match and then have draw out that resentment from Bailey? Or is it to have Bailey win... And then Banks slowly kind of weasel her way back into the picture. So I I don't know. Let's see. Let's take a look at what the the odds of they got a lot. You can place a few bets on this one. Uh, participant to make the most eliminations. Uh, Bailey plus one seventy five. Banks plus one seventy five. Evans two seventy. Naomi five fifty. And Tamina five fifty. I'm gonna say Lacey Evans at plus two seventy because I think they're gonna want to have. Uh, Lacey Evans looks strong. So let me see. Lacey Evans, most eliminations. You'll have to forgive me because I'm kind of writing all this down on paper because I don't want to hear you. I, I do it on the computer, but I don't want you guys to hear me click clacking away and whatnot because it's just me in here and it would uh, sound awful and I think you would all get irritated. So I'm just writing it down on old school uh, pen and paper. So I'm going to go with Lacey Evans, most eliminations plus 270, because I think they're going to have her eliminate Tamina and Naomi. So that's going to get her two. And then hopefully Banks. So this is what I'm, 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 I'm hoping for. So then hopefully Banks eliminates Evans and then Bailey eliminates Banks, giving them only one each. And then Levin's Evans walks away with two. Cause I think they're going to want Lacey to look strong, um, in this match. Um, in order to still have her in their back pocket going forward. But uh, one would think that the story that is to be told in this one is uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Last eliminated participant. Uh, Bailey is plus 185. Banks is plus 210. Lacey Evans plus 300. Naomi plus 300. And Tamina plus 650. So then this is just wondering who's going to win the matchup, right? So, to me, it's got to be you're looking at Banks and Bailey. So, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this one because uh, I don't want to reveal who I think is gonna win the match. Mostly because I haven't even worked it through my head. The next bet you can make on this one: last competitor eliminated between Evans, Naomi, or Tamina. Um. Evans minus one twenty five, Naomi plus one ten, Tamina plus two seventy. I'm I'm I've been saying Lacey Evans is going to be three, uh, so I'm I'm going to just take the odds on that one. So Lacey Evans last out of her Tamina and Naomi is going to be yeah. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Lacey Evans minus one twenty five on that one because I think she'll be one of the three uh, remaining. Uh, first eliminated participant, uh, Bailey plus two thirty five. I can't believe the odds on that aren't higher. Bailey is not going to be the. You're not going to eliminate the champ first in this match. That doesn't make sense. Uh, Naomi plus two eighty. Lacey Evans plus two eighty five. Tamina plus two eighty. Sasha Banks plus three fifty. Um, I'm I'm going to say Tamina is first eliminated. And. 
like I'm not going to think too hard on this one and say Tamina is the first eliminated at plus 280, mostly because they haven't done anything with Tamina in several months, and then she just showed up for this one because, I mean, good for her for getting a check, but I don't see them. They haven't used her in the past. Why would they all of a sudden start using her now? So I'm just going to say she's the first eliminated at plus 280, and I'm not going to think too hard about it. But, like, Bailey being plus 235, it's, this is suspicious. The fact that Tamina is, pl- like, plus 280 to be the first eliminated is uh it's suspicious those are suspicious odds so that's got my i'm raising a spocky and eyebrow to those odds is what i'm doing uh next up we got the so here are the odds on them winning the match uh banks is plus 100 so banks is getting the least odds so they're gonna go uh so the good people at, at odds shark think banks is coming away with the title um Bailey plus 125, Lacey Evans plus 400, Naomi plus 360. See, this is why, because Tamina is plus 3,300 3, to win this match. So I don't understand why she's plus 3,300 to win the match, and then they don't think she's going to be the first one eliminated. Strange. Um, so from a gambling perspective, I'm going to say last, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to pretend, because I like the odds, I'm going to pretend that. Uh, <sighs> Not sure. I I like. God, is are they just gonna have Banks win this matchup and then go forward with her? I think Bailey needs the belt though. If they're gonna, God, it would be so WWE though for Sasha Banks, who always loses on pay per view, to get her quote unquote WrestleMania moment as a Betrayus in a room full of empty people, getting uh, empty people in an empty building with no people in it getting no crowd reaction to it. That would be so them. So you know what? I'm going to go with that. So I'm going to say last eliminated is, is Bailey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say last eliminated is Bailey at plus 185. And then I'm going to say banks wins at plus 100. So I just worked my way through that one in real time for you all to hear. All right, five left. We got John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Uh, let me just bring those up here. Uh, they only have odds on who's going to win. This is a Firefly Funhouse match, so another like pre-tape thing. God only knows what this is going to end up being like. Should be a lot of fun. We haven't seen Cena in months. Um... What they did to the fiend at that awful Saudi Arabia show was unbelievably criminal. Goldberg, and I might as well just say it now because I don't want to talk too much about the Goldberg, whoever he's going to fight. Goldberg, I've I've never been a fan of Goldberg. I I don't think like he seems like a nice enough guy in real life. That's what I'll say. But in terms of just in terms of wrestling, he's never been good. He was never good in WCW. He was never good in WWE. And he's not good now at the tender age of 50 years old. It It is insane to me that the WWE took the hottest act gimmick wrestling thing that they had going that was getting consistently the biggest pops and was having the most interesting matches, even though some of them, some of the things they did in said matches were dumb, like the red lights and whatnot. But it was just anything was on the table in terms of creativity, and in in just in terms of character development and, and what they could have done to elevate other guys going forward, and keep Bray Wyatt the Fiend just looking awesome. It was the hottest gimmick in the world, and they piss that all away for some Saudi blood money that they wanted because because some Saudi prince coughed up probably a billion dollars or whatever defense and said I want to see Goldberg win the title I want to see this 50 year old man get two moves in on the hottest act in the business I want to see him I want to see him walk with his his old man crutch legs in a walker I want to see him throw the walker away and then spear the fiend and then I want to see this 50-year-old man who could probably kick the crap out of me, although I'm not sure because my legs still work. I mean, Goldberg is definitely stronger than me, but, I mean, could I could I stick and move and knock him out because he's so old in the real fight? I have no idea. Um, but, I mean, I just can't buy the man who, who, who hit this garbage spear 
and then couldn't even lift Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt is is not a small man by any means, but he couldn't even lift him up to do the jackhammer. So it ended up being this like horrible suplex into, I'm just going to roll over and cover you. And then and, and Goldberg was exhausted from doing those two moves. What like those two moves and walking to the ring exhausted Goldberg enough that he could he couldn't even lift Bray Wyatt's leg to get a proper pin. So he just kind of did this lazy thing. It, it was so awful that they did that to that character and and such just one of the most apocalyptically terrible decisions that they've made. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk about it. I'm a little upset that Max not here to uh, to 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 join in the the nonsense of that. I would have liked to hear his two cents on that. I really would have, but uh, maybe maybe we'll get it next time. But that was just such a bad decision. I'm so glad that uh, I got that off my chest and that, that those of you listening were able to, to put up with me uh, ranting on that for the, the minute that I did there. But um, The Fiend needs this W. The Fiend has to have this W. John Cena is over forever. John Cena is going to participate in this matchup and then go film – presumably the 10th fast and the furious or the ninth or the 11th fast and the furious or whatever he's going to be in. I'm looking forward to that movie, by the way, I love that franchise for what it is and adding John Cena to it only makes it more fun. Uh, the fiend is minus 500 and John Cena is plus 300. The fiend needs this W over John Cena in order to rebuild this character. Um, so I'm going to go with the fiend and the minus 500. There's been plenty of rumors that John Cena is, is, who's always been like a company guy and has always been like, well, what's the smart decision here? Um, plenty of rumors about him saying we gotta, we gotta let the fiend get in whatever, whatever he wants to do in this matchup and get a debut. I'm not saying Cena gets squashed cause that sure as hell won't be the case, but for the love of God, um, that man has, has, has got to, to win the matchup. The fiend just has to go over. Um, in order to rebuild some of the stuff they did by, for for some reason, valuing a 50-year-old man who can, even even at his peak, even at Goldberg's peak, I mean, we, we, we when Cena was at his peak being hated in, like, 2013, and people made fun of him for the five moves of death and whatnot, I mean, for the love of God, you go through the, uh, like, yeah, Cena had the the five moves of death, but like go through the list. Hulk Hogan couldn't wrestle. Hulk Hogan had a, had a body slam, and he had hulking up, which isn't really a move. It was something anybody could do. But yeah, that was all about the showmanship. And his finishing move was the big leg. Austin, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but after he got that neck injury in the match with Owen Hart, he did two moves, and that was it. He didn't even have five moves. He had the jump on you and pretend to punch you. He had to throw you in the corner and pretend to kick you. And he had the greatest finishing move of all time, the Stone Cold Stunner. That was it. He had three moves. Goldberg at his peak had three mo- two moves. He had the spear and the jackhammer. Now he could at least do those. He can't even do those anymore. And the one time he tried to add a third move to his repertoire, he ended up cracking Bret Hart's skull and ended his career. So why they felt they needed to go with that guy over the hottest act in the business was just beyond me. I don't I don't know. I'm sure there's, there's Saudi blood money and t-shirt money that, that, that speaks otherwise, but... In terms of storytelling, that was that was just just awful. Anyway, here we go. Final four. I'm 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 pissed off now. So hopefully I can rein it in uh, going into the final four. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. The lead up to this, uh, the odds: Becky Lynch is plus one forty and Baszler is minus one eighty. Um, man, this match has been a long time coming. I it's just Baszler didn't win the uh, elimination chamber. She got she she lost to Charlotte Flair, and then we'll get to Charlotte Flair in a minute because we're going to talk about her and Rhea Ripley in a match that I'm I'm intrigued as to, to what they're going to do there. Um, I feel like Baszler has to cheat and win here, so I'm going to go with I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to say Baszler wins, and I'm going to take the I'm going to take the minus one eighty on on Shayna Baszler. Because I don't know where you go. This might just be like... There's also the potential of... With no crowd in the building... It's a good... Like this This one can be affected by no crowd. With no crowd in the building... Baszler just cheating and beating the crap out of Becky Lynch. And Lynch still giving it all she's got. But then eventually like... It, it, it could be similar to the old... Uh, Bret Hart... 
putting Austin in the sharpshooter and Austin never tapped, but he passed out because there was so much blood. And I doubt they'll go blood wise with the with the ladies, but they could do like a, a Lynch refuses to tap. And so Baszler chokes her out sort of a thing. So so Lynch is still tough enough not to tap, but eventually just passed out sort of a thing. That could be a way you could book it. Um, I just with, with the crowd reactions not being there the last few weeks with this Baszler stuff. I just don't know if if they're strong enough on Baszler. I'm going to go with the 180 because storytelling wise, I'm not sure where where you go with Baszler because I think I think if Baylor Baszler loses this matchup, then you might as well just cut her because like, what are you going to do with her going forward? You're going to have her team up with like I don't know Nia Jax if she comes back and go after the tag team belts. That would just be terrible. Um, so yeah, I think I think Baszler's going to win this plus. Uh, Becky gets a full calendar year with the belt. If she is truly the new Stone Cold Steve Austin, as she has been portrayed or billed kind of in the, in the last, you know, several months, um, Austin never needed the belt to be super awesome. And I don't think Becky Lynch needs the belt to be super awesome. And, uh, the, you know, they can, they can keep that stuff going. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tentatively say that, uh, that Baszler wins this matchup. Uh, now next up, uh, this is how it's written on Wikipedia, but unfortunately this is not how it's going to be. Uh, Goldberg was going to defend the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns in what was going to be billed as a spear versus spear matchup. Roman Reigns um, is still in throws uh, in, in the back half of recovering from leukemia. So him pulling out of this matchup uh, with what we've got going on in the real world, I believe is an incredibly smart decision. It's an incredibly safe decision, and I applaud the man uh, for doing that. Um, still, it sucks. Um, I was like, I, 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 I was, this is another one where I was like, I, I was ready to see how the crowd was going to react to this. If it, if it was going to be Goldberg versus Reigns, because, um, you know, the, the wrestling world has, is the, the, the marks and the smarks and the regular fans have, have, have hated Roman for years. I was curious to see if him beating the crap out of Goldberg, who everybody hated when Goldberg took the belt off of off of Reigns. When Goldberg came out for that SmackDown after beating the Fiend and they booed the shit out of him. I just I was ready to see if this was the moment where the crowd was going to embrace Roman just because of the sheer hatred that I mean maybe that was the end goal for the maybe that was the end goal for for Goldberg winning that match with the Fiend was it was finally going to get Roman Reigns over and the crowd was going to cheer the shit out of him cheer cheer for him so hard and pop like insane when he speared Goldberg and and hit him with the Superman punch and speared him again and won the belt so yet another lost opportunity with with Roman Reigns unfortunately um he is apparently being replaced by Braun Strowman so here are the odds Goldberg plus 155 Braun Strowman minus 220 I think this is great odds to get Goldberg here because I don't see them putting the belt on Braun Strowman with no storyline and no um, plans for him. They they balked on Strowman. It, like they, they they balked on Strowman. I don't understand why why Strowman is a minus two twenty unless they're finally just like they they balked on him twice already and just showed that they weren't really to go with him, although he is in... So I guess he's 100% in Big Show territory now, and it would be... If he is truly in Big Show territory, he might win this damn match. It just depends. I'm. They wanted the spear versus spear. So so. I'll, I'll lay the case. From a gambling perspective, take Goldberg plus the 155. And now from a wrestling perspective, here's what I'll say. Here's the case for Goldberg. The case for Goldberg is... Um, they still want that spear versus spear matchup. They can stretch this out to SummerSlam, and if we can get a crowd into go like, and if they're taking April off, it won't even matter. By the time we get to August, hopefully this is over, and we can do SummerSlam with a crowd, and they can do the spear versus spear matchup with him and Roman. So that's the that's the argument for Goldberg. The argument for Strowman is that Goldberg is not planning on sticking around uh, whatsoever, and you can't have the Universal Championship on the shelf for Goldberg. Um, so Braun just wins, and they just give it to Braun, and Braun just embraces this this his new role as as Big Show 2.0. That's it. Those are the two cases. Um, I I guess um as as a guy who's a fan of Maximum Chaos, I just I I hope Braun Strowman goes out there, hits the power slam on Goldberg, and and wins, just because 
I, I would really like them taking the belt away from the fiend to be just, just to ultimately be completely meaningless. All right. Two, we got Brock Lesnar versus drew McIntyre. The singles matchup for the WWE championship. McIntyre won the Royal rumble challenge. Brock Lesnar odds on this matchup. Brock Lesnar is two twenty five. Drew McIntyre is three fifty. from a gambling perspective. Bet on Lesnar uh, on the plus 225, and here's why there is always the potential that they, like, there's always the potential that they just continue with Brock going forward, and that we're stuck with Brock for the foreseeable future and the rest of our lives. There's also the chance that they don't want Brock to lose the belt uh, and get no pop uh, because there's no crowd. That said, Drew McIntyre is minus 350, and he really needs to win this matchup because you, his stock is really high. He can carry momentum after a victory for Lesnar, and it's just time, and it's the same thing with... with they balked with Braun Strowman a couple of times. They cannot balk it with Drew Drew McIntyre. He's got to win this matchup and, uh, and, and go forward, and it just sucks that if he does indeed match, win this matchup, that uh, McIntyre will have a uh, WrestleMania moment that includes no people popping in the crowd. So that sucks. But uh, that's basically the bare nuts of that one. Last matchup, the NXT world title or the NXT Women's Championship. And I'm, I'm curious to see where they put this on the card. They have this as the number one match on, on Wikipedia in, this, in uh, ascending order, as I previously stated. But I'm curious to see where this ends up on, on the two days of WrestleMania card. Here are the odds. Rhea Ripley is minus 175 and Charlotte Flair is minus 135. And I'm going to be perfectly honest that this is probably, I should have thought about this before I went in ascending order. I have no idea what the hell they're going to do here because um, I'm, I'm going to take Charlotte from a gambling perspective, take Charlotte Flair because uh, at the plus 130, because Charlotte Flair winning is always, uh, that that's just always going to be something that might happen. Like they, they love Charlotte Flair. Her winning just might always be something that happens. So take the plus 135. Now, from an actual wrestling fan booking perspective, I have no idea what their plan is here. Is Charlotte Flair going to win the belt and then go work shows on NXT for a while when, you know, Vince is habitually considered her his most prized possession when it comes to, we all know Vince loves a tall blonde, and this is a tall blonde with legacy for God's sakes, you guys. So Charlotte Flair is, is you know, like he, he puts Vince on a pedestal more than any of the other girls. So is, is does he want her down in NXT to uh, directly challenge the, the, the AEW ratings on Wednesday night? Is that the plan? No idea. Um, is the plan just to have, Rhea, like, are, are you going to have Charlotte Flair beat Rhea Ripley and, and like, do you believe in Rhea Ripley so much that you have her? Cause Charlotte Flair is going to be over forever. Like I said, she's, she's Vince's like prized lady right now. Um, is Rhea Ripley going to win this matchup and go super over? And then they're going to, you know, kind of shotgun her to the moon on the main card pop possibly. Um, is Rhea Ripley going to lose this matchup and then never be heard from again? Hope not. <laughs> like hope, hope that, that, that doesn't, uh, that, that doesn't take her down the cart. I, I, I just, like, these two ladies are awesome. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. It should be so goddamn kick-ass. But I'm just going to throw it out there and say that I have no idea um, for my fake prediction. I guess I guess I'll say uh, I'm, I'm going to hope that Rhea Ripley wins and, and because Charlotte Flair is over forever, so I hope Rhea Ripley wins and they just go forward with her doing cool shit going forward. Um, but from a gambling perspective, uh, definitely take Charlotte Flair in the plus 135. Um, that's just smart stuff. Um, yeah, so that is it for Matt Pierce and his predictions on what is going to happen and the WrestleMania card, which has already happened, uh, but we have not seen it yet uh, for WrestleMania 36 in the year of 2020. Um, a year that will live in infamy for sure. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download this podcast. Uh, we're on Google play stitcher and Spotify. Please check us out on there and boost those numbers. Um, that is going to be it for this week. 
I will be back next week, uh, this time with a guest. Craig is going to come back on. we got something a little bit special planned for you guys. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of, since since rewatching in, in lieu of live sports, uh, Sportsnet up here in Canada, which is a uh, uh, one of the sports channels up in here in Canada. I'm sure you figured that out all on your own. You didn't need me to tell you that, but uh, I said it anyway. What are you going to do? Um, they've been replaying a lot of old school uh, Canadian-based matchups, a lot of Blue Jays stuff, a lot of Raptors stuff, a lot of Leafs stuff. Um, so Craig and I are going to take that concept of re-watching old games, and what we're going to do is we're going to break down all, some of those old games uh, through the lenses of uh, what we now know today, and uh, we're going to crack some jokes about you know stuff that happened in the 90s and whatnot, but it, it should be a lot of fun. We got... Uh, uh, the first one we have planned will be baseball related. So, uh, if, if, if we're going to do this once and if we like it, we're going to continue to do it forward. Uh, we're going to continue to do it, uh, going forward, um, for, for, for the foreseeable future of this podcast till, uh, you know, society starts back up again, but, uh, we, we, we got some fun stuff playing going forward, but, uh, yeah. So Craig will be back next week. If you're a Blue Jays fan, definitely turn in because, uh, that, that's going to be, uh, it's, it, it's going to be Blue Jays central, uh, next week on the podcast since baseball was supposed to have started this past week. But anyway, uh, that is it for me, man. I've been talking for an hour myself. My voice is almost shot. But uh, I'm going to just say, uh, everybody stay safe. Everybody stay home. And, uh, yeah, everybody just stay healthy and stay with your families and whatnot. Have a, have a good time. There's no reason to be out and about. And uh, if, if you're working essential services and whatnot across, you know, the world in North America, if you're in the hospitals, um, shout out to everybody out there in the hospitals, everybody out there in the trucks, everybody out there grinding, everybody out there just, you know, in, in the, the, the pharmacies and the grocery stores putting up uh, with with everything that's going on in the world. You, you guys are, are guys and ladies and, and everybody in between. You are all heroes for, for doing this in this in this just strange time. Hopefully it's not too much longer before we uh, we, we, we kick this thing. And then uh, we, we, we get to look back on, on, you know, the coronavirus and just kind of laugh and be like, hey, remember that crazy crap where we all had to not work and, and stay at home and just it was all weird. We couldn't go outside and just, you know, hopefully we all get to laugh about that one day and, and tell our, our children when they grow up about <laughs> about the whole thing. But anyway, yeah, just, you know, big ups to everybody in the essential services and the hospitals and whatnot that are, are, are still making the world uh, go round uh, on the day to day business and whatnot. Uh, take care, everybody, and we will talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.